Hey everyone, it's Raghu and I'm back with Mind Rolling, another one of our special editions, uh, anthologies, shall we say. And in this one, uh, it's all around music. Uh, the first one is actually from an episode called Music as Ally, which is uh, true to my heart in terms of what music can do for people and what it has done for me, as I've said many times in many different situations and many different uh, guests that I've had talking about music. So uh, just to give you a little bit of an idea of where some of this comes from, uh, my uh, partner, David Silver, who I started out doing Mind Rolling with, uh, is the first part of the anthology. And as I said, uh, we talk about music as ally and uh, talk about our major influences and so on. And, and boy, you, you shouldn't miss David talking about his time working with Bob Marley. I mean, it's just uh, absolutely uh, phenomenal, the experience he had. And we talk about uh, Triloka Records, which was the label Krishnadas and I had many years ago and the kind of music that we gravitated towards and how basically, uh, you know, Krishna started putting records out on Triloka and that established the fantastic, uh, he wouldn't like the word career because his career is as a, devo a devotee, not as a uh, traveling bard. But he is some of that. He's out in the road right now, actually. The next uh, episode is, is much more recent. It's with uh, John Forte. And John, who was formerly with the F uh, Fugees, uh, had this, has this incredible record. And I, I just, uh, you know, everybody absolutely should, uh, should get with it. And you just go up and uh, on Spotify, Angels, Ancestors, and I forget what the last one is. It's a three-part thing. Anyhow, just look for John Forte. You can see how extemporous this, extemporaneous, rather, uh, this uh, intro is. And, uh, but uh, it's, it's more around uh, music as alchemy and John's Ron, Ramdas uh, connection. Two great songs on that album that he used Ramdas uh, uh, audio with. So, a fascinating story. Also, if you have not heard John's story of, uh, of being in prison and how he could, just transformed his life uh, through that experience. And then we get into Justin Beretta, and uh, Justin did those wonderful meditations of Ramdas, putting background uh, score to it. And uh, they started our whole. Uh, really, the whole thing we're doing with uh, soul and music. And by the way, again, this is anticipating uh, in the next week or so the release of our second soul and compilation. So we're excited about that. And then uh, East Forest, who also was instrumental in the establishment of soul and music, and through his. Uh, just divine recording with Ramdas, East Forest and Ramdas. And last but not least, because 
um, this particular musician, whose name is Trevor Hall, also known as Ram Priyadas, is part of the greater satsang, and uh, uh, we uh, end with uh, a kirtan that he did for us at one time, and it's unusual because you, uh, Trevor is an amazing singer-songwriter, but uh, he also is an incredible chanter. So it's, uh, I love these, uh, these podcasts and the extracts that our people got to and put together to celebrate uh, Soul Land music compilation number two. It's got Rising Appalachia. It's got John Forte. It's got Jai Utah, um, uh, D- uh, DJ Drez and Nico. Uh, it's, uh, it's got a Ramdas single. <laughs> Not really, but it's got a beautiful Ramdas um, gospel song. We all come from God, and many other tunes that I'm that are not appearing in my brain right now. But uh, really happy to present this, and hope you guys love it. And do any kind of questions about any of it, just write to uh, uh, info at beherenownetwork.com or ramdas.org. Either one, I will eventually see, and I will definitely communicate. So here you go. This is Mind Rolling on the Be Here Now Network. See you soon. Welcome to Mind Rolling, and I'm one of your hosts, Raghu Marcus. And I'm the other, David Silver, and I welcome you also. We're going to talk this week about something very dear to both of us. Uh, We've worked together, I think we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, uh, in the music area over many years. And uh, David has been closely associated with some fabulous projects, which uh, I'm going to have you mention a couple of them. And uh, but, But here is our theme of this particular podcast, which is all about music as a transformational ally. It's, we talked, I think, David, before I talked about my initial experience, you know, the world was so oppressive, and it was only till Dylan came along that he could voice that oppression, and uh, boy, that, that saved me you know, at 16 years, 17 years old or whatever it was. And then I think I also talked about John Coltrane being at one of his concerts and for the first time having an out-of-body kind of an experience. I mean, an experience that I had no idea what I was going through. So uh, speak to that a little bit, Dave. Well, you know, I think many people listening, hopefully, have had parallel experiences if they're of our age uh, and different kinds of process of listening to music and being transformed by it if they're not of our age. I also was woken up by music by jazz Um, and my brother who was 10 years older than me uh, turned me on to bebop music, Charlie Parker, Miles Davis, Jerry Mulligan in the late 50s when I was still very young and also for me Coltrane because he took that music and just expanded it and made it infinitely more flexible and exploratory, I saw him live with Eric Dolphy and McCoy Tyner and Elvin Jones mm. 
at the Brighton Dome in Sussex in England, where I grew up. And um, my brother made sure that we were in the front row because he was fanatical about Coltrane, and I didn't really quite understand that at the age of 12. And um, after that concert, I was a changed lad because mm. <laughs> uh, Coltrane was just, you can't, it's impossible to describe the live experience except by listening to the records. He just took that bebop freedom and made another level, took it to another level of, of, of incredible invention. Well, he was such a spiritual character. I mean, obviously, and and uh, his expression was so um, connected internally. I mean, he was searching for something, and he was able to express that search, that internal search, in ways, of course, that very, very few artists, you know, have done in the past. And if we're going to bring in um, artists of this nature, I would have to also include uh, Ali Akbar Khan, the great Indian maestro who at one point uh, Yehudi Menuhin called the greatest living um, musician in the world. Uh, he died only a couple of years ago. Now, these may be you know, a little bit of new names to some people and artists that, uh, in terms of Ali Akbar Khan, um, people may not have heard, and, and we highly would both of us uh, recommend. I ended up working with him uh, in the uh, record label that uh, both David and I worked on together, uh, Triloka Records. And uh, he, I would say that was the pinnacle of any kind of experience I had working with, with somebody like this, who was a pure genius. And, uh, uh, and certainly the emblem from what we are talking about, which is what are the allies in yeah. terms of music? Yeah. What are those allies? How do, they, how do they work upon us to allow that transformation to take place? It's a very wide definition because you can go all the way from pure entertainment. Because I remember when I was very young, uh, my sister, my older sister and older brother and father and mother all listened to Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. Mm. And I loved it. I thought it was liberating, actually, at that time, because it was American and I was living in England, which was not, which didn't have, you know, any musicians of that caliber at the time. Mm. And we never thought it would have. So in the late 50s, that was a major part of my education and my also feeling that life was more than just, you know, the routine, uh, the 50s routine. And it wasn't until the mid-60s, I think, uh, that that turned into something much bigger and much more internalized, despite the enormous popularity of the 60s music. I found it to be an inner experience, and that was my first real, real chance of using music and it using me, as, as you call it, Rago, an ally. Um, I was just reading the, an interview with Bob Dylan in Rolling Stone, and he said something funny. He said that, the old and the new come together in, in a magical way. You don't know when the old ends and when the new begins. But his definition was the 50s went on until about 1964 or 65. And he said that's when the 60s started. Mm -hmm. And um, coming from him, uh, I think that's sort of gospel. Because even though Dylan is, is a bit of a curmudgeon and denies that he had any, anything to do with what people think of as the 60s, for the rest of us who weren't Bob Dylan... He had everything to do with it. One thing that took place that you and I were involved with, and we've, we've uh, mentioned the world music label, Triloka, that we were very much a part of, um, 
and we were led into world music because I mean for me I was I kind of, you know what you're saying right now about you know not feeling it from I mean certainly Springsteen you would have to say I mean to this day you go to one of his concerts and you get into that heart space Bono can do it as well so there still is something of that nature but these guys are from what 70s or late 70s you know uh, so they're they're a bit of you know throwbacks to that generation but we were looking for and and I personally was led to this by Ali Akbar Khan and Music of the East and then I you know basically we got into this label we it was sort of there was so much of this pavlmish kind of new age music going on at the time that it was just awful and and we you know we wanted an antidote to that and that antidote was discovering incredible music uh, from around the world that had that transformational quality that could become immediately an ally to it um and uh and our our wonderful engineer here Bruce is going to help us out here and and we're going to play this a little bit of this uh, track, which was one of the original tracks uh, that we got going with Triloka. Yeah, 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 yeah
So this is a uh, a wonderful piece of music uh, from a band called uh, Orchestra Marabenta de Mozambique from Mozambique. Um, and this lead singer, whose name I don't recall, unfortunately, right now, this collection was on Triloca Records called Transplanet, which was a precursor to the famous Budabar series um, that uh, came out uh, some years later. Um, but uh, unfortunately, this lead singer, he, he did die um, soon yeah. after this, yeah. So uh, we, we lost uh, somebody who was really great. So this is a good example of the kind of music that, even without understanding the words, that it uh, that what it is seeps inside your bones, you know, and and it it's a circular. I think one of the greatest adjectives you could l use for what this ally is is a circular feeling that uh, becomes very trance-like and puts you into a one-pointed uh, place where your discursive thought gets uh, eliminated, and music is such a powerful thing. Something just struck me, transformative trance. Trance is the first syllable of transformative. Mm. And I think that what I want to say here, we're talking about Keith Richards and Bob Dylan. That, doesn't, that seems a long way away from Ali Akbar Khan and, and, and um, music from Madagascar. But I have to say that for me, the, the, the Beatles and the Stones and the Dead and Zeppelin and the Velvets and all of that, despite the fact that much of the music was no more than just different pop music. After all, the Beatles took their three-part harmonies from the Shirelles and from American, uh, African-American music from Detroit, usually. Um, they took it from there, and they were singing about, you know, you know I want to hold your hand. That's not exactly trance music. But there was something there, something magic, which put us all in a kind of trance. Yeah. And I think that's where it started for me and for many people, uh, some people who would, I think one would find very surprising would say the same thing. That for those of us that were young in the 60s, and now are in our 60s, um, that music did more for us in blowing our mind. Right. Then, very later, later, I mean, I wasn't a huge Dead fan. I had to be dragged to a Dead concert because I was English, you know, and yeah. I, I liked foppish English bands like, you know, Moody Blues and Procol Harum, The Kinks. I didn't want to see the Dead at all. Eventually, in 1970, uh, I went to the Goddard Music Conference, and <laughs> uh, it was called the Goddard Media Conference, but the Dead played, and I couldn't believe the experience that we were having together that the audience and the band were truly one. There was no Priscillian Arch. Yeah. There was no them and us. It was the Grateful Dead and all of you. And I got it. Yeah. I never bought a Grateful Dead record. I didn't particularly like their records, but I went to many of their concerts. Mm -hmm. And they could be terrible, depending yeah. on what they were taking, or <laughs> how tired they were. But they could be transcendent. Yeah. And no. they and definitely... Jerry. It's Jerry, all about Jerry. Amazing, yeah. astonishing yeah. guitar player. But I know that I learned a little bit about music, using music as trans, a trans tool, during those dead concerts, mm -hmm. I definitely did. Well, I think we have a, a, an essential example of what trance music is. And this music, uh, we're going to play a cut now, or part of one, um, comes from uh, North Africa. And, uh, 
and the two performer, two artists uh, that are, it, it was called Asaruf, and Steve Sheehan, a, a very well-known percussionist, uh, f- actually an American who lives in France, and um, and uh, Bali Otmani. I had to turn around and, and read that because it's not easy. Uh, but um, he comes from a, a Toreg tribe, and actually all of the... Uh, the oral tradition or the musical tradition of his tribe was actually passed through women, which is very unusual. And uh, there was in his family no women, uh, children. So uh, he was given the he was the torch was passed to to Bali, and he did this record. Uh, so their tradition is so much; it's nothing but a spiritual trance tradition and. Talking about an ally, I mean this. This uh, we've talked very loosely in in terms of, of many of these musicians from all of these different worlds, and how that is the common denominator putting you into that particular state. This is uh, transparently that. Uh, so here's a little of uh, Steve Sheehan and Bali Othmani. But a small example uh, of what we're talking about when we're talking about transformational music as an ally to 
becoming more present and uh, transcending some of life's day-to-day drudgeries, shall we say. I've got so many heroes and mm. mentors and guides and advisors. When I when I think about the folks who, who held my hand um, through this journey uh, thus far, um, th- it's, it's not a short list, mm. not a short list. Um, musically, you, you talk about me being drawn to it. It doesn't even feel like that. It, it, it feels like we were, we were never, never apart. Mm. <laughs> My journey with music has been the relationship of having it, experiencing it, seeing it morph and, uh, and, 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 and take on different colors and shapes. And um, it showed me from a, a very, very early age that collaboration was going to be the key for, uh, for, the, for the source of, 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 of my continued inspiration working with others, finding that harmony. Uh, and so I've been collaborating long before folks knew that they were, <laughs> that I was in the band. You know, I was, <laughs> I was playing along miles and miles and miles away. Um, but that, that's the spirit of it. The, the spirit of music is community. It's, it's community and communication. It's, it's, it's air itself. Hmm. It wasn't until a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine named Rabbit, came to me when I was at uh, my designated facility, Loretto, uh, which is in Western Pennsylvania. And, uh, And he came to my cell one day and he gave me an acoustic guitar that he had he'd gotten from the recreation department. He'd made a move and had gotten a guitar. I'm like, how did you get this guitar? He's like, don't ask me. I'm out of here. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm there with this guitar. And, you know, Rabbit thought that he was doing me this amazing favor because he, here he knows me to be this musician. And he thought he was, you know, throwing me a lifeline. And he was. But I didn't. I didn't realize it then. I was like, "What am I supposed to do with this thing?" Because I didn't know how to play guitar. I looked at other friends of mine who were out there, but that wasn't my instrument. You know, I programmed drums. I I, I knew how to sample things, and I played violin. But the guitar, no. But a couple few weeks with that instrument taking up space in my limited space, <laughs> I soon had. I soon. Uh, welcomed the conversation with it. And so I asked for friends and family to send me basic, uh, basic guitar for, or or, or guitar for dummies or basic guide guitar, you know, just these tab books, which pretty quickly led to me teaching guitar in prison, Hmm. even though I only knew how to play two chords at the time. (laughs) The next thing I knew I was, teaching a guitar class to, you know, 12 guys. 
And they didn't know or care that I only knew two chords <laughs> because if I could, as long as I could teach them one chord, that was enough. And so I started teaching them what I knew as soon as I knew it rather immediately. And that ultimately uh, very clearly helped me uh, learn faster, mm. more, more, more passionately, more profoundly. Um, yeah, it was mm. m more purposefully. Wow. So from being thrown off the cliff in the music business yeah. to it reviving you in that circumstance is pretty amazing karma. Well, the business didn't, right. You know, it, it wasn't the business. It was, it's, it's the music. It's, it's, it's that, it's that, it's the continuous thread of, of the music and that relationship to it. And so, you know, in the nineties, right. My, my relationship was, it was, it was the, com the commodification, it was very, very commodification based. Um, it was transactional, you know, I'm going to show up and I'm going to get paid for, 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 for my time. Thank you very much. Um, you are correct in, in, in what you're getting at. And that is, you know, in that environment and in, in that, in that, in the doom and gloom of prison, um, you know, by by striking up the conversation with this guitar, um, I found a liberation that I hadn't known before. And I'm not I'm not talking poetically. I'm talking very very literally. And that is the ability to accompany myself as as a musician. So prior to that moment, I was a rapper. I was a rapper, I showed up and somebody would play the backing track and I would rap lyrics over it. And that's, that felt good to me. And I, I, I did that at Radio City Music Hall, I did that at Carnegie Hall, and I did that at small little clubs around the world. And I was fine with that. But I always had to have a DJ or I always had to have somebody. So it was in learning that guitar I could, I had a, uh, my first song had two chords. Well, that's all you need. That's all you need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, so it was, it was off to the races from there. Mm. Boy, do you look, uh, just looking at the, the karma of that and, and how it just turned you, turned you inside out, basically. And um, again, the connection with music seems to be the internal um, alchemy, right? Well that, said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just amazing. And then, you know, fast forward. I mean, I never thought I'd, I'd hear from you. <laughs> and so you're going to have to explain that out a little bit. But suddenly I'm watching a, a song, a video of a song John did not that long ago, a year ago. I'm not sure. Gong Guru. Well, the video, the original song that, uh, you know, that I did. And, and when I released that video, I think that was, it might have been 2015, maybe 2016. Oh, really? 
Mm-hmm. But what I but I had I didn't release it until last year in mm-hmm. uh you know on on my on my new album Rhythm Drive. Yes, right. Uh, so suddenly I'm I'm watching and listening, and there's this whole connectivity with Love Serve Remember and Ramdas, and I'm going what. <laughs> Love, serve, remember, may you long last and be here now, Baba Ram Das. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I say, fly high, reach that disc, eyes open, go deep, be that fish. Mm, you know, you're, yeah. you're the fish down there. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's going deep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, how did, okay, how do you meet up with uh, Ram Das, basically? You know, I, I I can't think about that without thinking about the adage that, you know, I heard that said, you know, well, we are, our paths are deeply connected long before and after yeah. we, we, we meet. And I had been familiar with Ram Dass's likeness and even some of the, his words um, because I, I, I read Be Here Now when I was away. But it's like they say, timing is everything. And so you could, you could be proximate to the messages. You could be right next to, to the woman giving the speech. But if you're not ready to, to hear it and to receive it, you might as well be across town um, and, 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 and out of earshot. Mm. And so... while I was aware, while the, the, the wisdom was on, on my radar for a number of years, it wasn't until, you know, 2015 that, um, that, 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 that it, it really turned on for me. And, and, and there was a triumvirate of, um, it was, no, you know what, I'm not even gonna say it was a triumvirate because, 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 I was uh, I was digging some some of what Terrence McKenna was saying as well. So you know between Alan Watts, Abraham Hicks, Ram Dass, um, I was tuning into frequencies that felt really really familiar time and time again. And so I'm I'm seeking out these recordings and you know <laughs> the, the 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 digital age has lots that we can throw rocks at, but the ability to be able to source mm. um, information um, and good information um, is is awesome. So I was able to find this library of of of, of, of this treasure trove of of recordings, and and I was transported. You know, I closed my eyes, I listened, I, I, I laughed along with the with the audience members, you know, I, I was in the room. And so me being a musician, but, but not just a musician, but a musician deeply rooted in the urban experience, I feel duty bound to take the stuff that makes me feel great and to put it to song so that others can also pick up on, uh, on on those ingredients, on those good feeling ingredients, and so I, I began very, very purposely and 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 deliberately and and with a whole lot of love, um, incorporating 
some of this wisdom uh, into in, 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 into the music. And I remember very, very early on, a friend of mine um, got wind of it and, and, and she called me like the day after, uh, you know, I, I released the Gone Guru video and she said, oh, I, I, I'm sure I'm connected to somebody within the Ram Dass Foundation. You know, I could do a little bit of work and, and we, could, we, 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 could, we could make the link. And I said, well, that, that sounds like so much. I said, you know, if, it's, if, 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 <laughs> if it's supposed to happen, it's, it's gonna happen. I said, this will, this will find its way. And, you know, part of that grace is getting out of the way. Like once you create it, now you just gotta now you just gotta pivot and say thank you and and let it go, and um, and yeah, and I and I let that go, and I'll tell you, I was so surprised when uh, I, I was I was happily surprised when um when I got a message from our mutual friend, uh, who had uh, heard what you heard and and and, 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 she, and, and she saw what you saw. And she said, did you say Ram Dass in the song? And if, if, is there any, you know, I'd love to connect you. And that felt a lot easier. It felt a lot easier this time, you know, a, a few years later. Hmm. And, um, you know, one thing led to the other. And now I'm, I'm, I'm added to the lineup, which feels amazing. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched. I'm just psyched to be here. Well, let me just say something. I mean, uh, before we, uh, we got on live, I, I said to John, now, I don't want to be a gushy little guy here around. So I've heard the new music that, that John's been creating. There'll be an album that'll come out this year, and you're all going to hear about it one way or the other. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's really, really pretty great. But when you started talking about wanting to share through your vehicle some of what you have uh, just that's brought forth out of all of this experience, the experience in incarceration, the experience of, of some of the things that, uh, that you were just bound to find through grace. Uh, now, so some people get angry at me because I get a little bit... Um, I'm not so happy about new age stuff, okay? When you, when when people uh, are put into songs, the most um, all, um, all of this um, spiritual verbiage, which is so direct, and is it feels like fundamentalism to me almost, you know. Uh, and I just tell you, you will all be so pleased to hear real poetry that reflects real wisdom, okay, in a way that uh, it's just spectacular, okay? So I, got, I did my gushy thing. I can't, I can't help it. Thank John. you, Raku. Thank you. It is, it is real. Uh, uh, by the way, I, I mean, listening, so much a part, I'm sure you realize this, but so much a part of many of the songs, these new songs, I mean, it's terrible we're talking about music. I hate talking about music without playing something. Can we play at least the, the Gang Guru song? Can, are we allowed to do that? Yeah, for sure. Because you sure. have control over it, right? I won't mm -hmm. get hit mm -hmm. by Warner Brothers or anything. No, no. Okay. Will, 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 you, will you play it? Will you splice it into, in, in, into, yeah, this, we're gonna, into this conversation? Yeah, right here, right now. Here you go, just so you all know what we're talking about. Here's Gang Guru. Let's begin again. 
eyes open, go deep, be that fish. Transform, don't sleep unless you need that dip. Live without apologizing, be that rich. Get a line, get well, get rhythm. Get used to good living, yeah. Good. Uh, I felt like we were in radio, Justin. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, I love what you're doing with the Glitch Mob. Uh, you know, I saw one of Thank your you. things. Uh, the ethos of the Glitch Mob is empathy and compassion, and uh, you know that's a beautiful thing. And uh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, you know what? We ought to play. A little bit of so we talked about how Justin came to us and he said I wanted I found this meditation I want to put some music behind it and um, and I'm awfully judgmental person especially around music because I had a record label for about twenty years in L.A. and uh, been a, a music producer as well and many people have taken Ramdas's words and put music behind them and sent them to us. Some of it was just a hobbyist kind of a thing, and others wanted us to get involved with them in terms of release and so on and getting it out to, to Ramdas's audience in particular. And I had never heard anything that, had, uh, that struck the chord uh, between supporting what Ramdas was doing however whatever it may have been in terms of either a meditation or a talk and at the same time being substantial enough to take it into another transcendent uh, place so that the music and the words really came together anyhow a long and the short of it is Justin sent me some sent Rachel and I something and as soon as I heard it I went okay this man knows what he's doing here and has a real sensitivity and a, and has put a cre- really creative piece. So we want to, this has not been released. It's going to be the first time publicly that we've played anything. We're not, it's, as I said, it's a, it's a, uh, just about a 30 minute meditation. And, and also there's a wonderful video that uh, Justin and his friends put together uh, that'll accompany it. And so here's uh, just a, a couple of minutes to give you a taste of Imagine, which is the title of the track. So in the next few minutes when I'm reading to you, try to find a comfortable place where you can be with your head, neck, and chest in a straight line. And um, you could be lying flat down, or you could be sitting up. Meditation is many things. It can be meditating 
on an object of meditation. Or it can be a process of letting all objects go by. The process now is to dislodge ourselves from our inordinate attachment to our own thoughts. As long as we're locked into our thoughts, we're always just one thought away from here. Since we've been talking about guruness, let us use this time together and this incredible spiritual energy that the sharing we're doing at this moment is tuning us into. To allow us all to get a little closer to the Satguru that is within all beings. So imagine that just gives you a little bit of a taste of what uh, Justin has done here with this uh, track from uh, meditation from Ramdas, and uh, I personally cannot wait uh, for people to be able to hear this, Justin. Uh, and actually, that's not the right way to put it. Experience is more like it, and I think that many, many people who have when you say meditation, they go, whoops, I don't know how to meditate. I can't meditate. I can't keep, you know, it, my mind wanders. Yeah, mm-hmm. whose mind doesn't wander? That's what it's all right. about. You know, mm-hmm. I always laugh at that. Uh, but I think this gives people some really great access to go deep inside themselves because of the music. You know, Krishnadas, who is chants around the world, he'll say all the time, the... Uh, the music and the rhythm and everything that's involved with it is the sugar coating to make the medicine go down okay. <laughs> in this I case, the, you know, in this case, the mantra, and, and this is very much the same. And uh, I've already uh, thought of, oh wow, I know what I could do with this. I can see people having listening parties where they're more of a, let's sit and meditate with this, and I, I kind of want to see what happens. So. So I really yeah. appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. That that means a lot. And that's one of the things that um that I hope people do when they listen to it is I mean, you know, this a caveat is that <clears throat> trying to never dictate how people consume music as you never know. And um but with this one, especially for our fans that may or may not have had meditation practice, I want to say something like take a minute, turn off your phone, turn off your notifications and 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 drop in or take 30 minutes and, and have the whole the full experience with it. And I think the video too is a way <clears throat> is another way in to the whole experience and then what, what strange loop has done with it has um, I think there's something about it that just, it calms you down and the way the imagery that he used and the, the sense of the ocean and everything is a, is a, a nice way into the moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. It allows you to just settle in and it's really well done. Okay. This is your Thank first you. interview, podcast interview, so go ahead. See what uh, what you got for him. I just throwing me into the water here. Um, so I guess 
Justin with our generation, as Raghu calls it, um, 30-somethings, 20-somethings, um, how do you think that music, I mean, I guess music for you is a bit of a meditation, like when you're performing, do you, f- I, I always, I follow you on Instagram and you always say like, I'm praying to the music gods <laughs> whenever you're on stage. So do you find that that in a way is like a form of meditation for you or how do you, mm-hmm. I mean, how, what place, where do you go when you're on stage and when you're in that space? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's especially when, when we're on tour and there's been a really, um, a long day or sometimes we haven't slept a lot or the, the buses break down and we're playing a show at a festival and haven't slept. Um, the, everything's okay. As soon as I get on stage and start playing the music, it doesn't matter what's happening, but as soon as I start playing those drums, um, everything locks in and it's the same thing. So for me, it lines up uh, very, very perfectly with my meditation practice. And the funny thing was that even before I had a practice, music really served that role for me. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, it is that whether or not they they ca- would call it that. Um, but when you're listening to music, to really get the the essence of it, you have to actually be in the moment. And it's a it's something that we create that only exists over a course of time. And I think it is actually a framework of of mindfulness and present time awareness for people that may or may not have had that sort of training. Mm-hmm. So for us, um, I, I try to put Easter eggs into our music. You know, on our last album, there's a song called uh, "Way Out Is In," and that's just a little little breadcrumbs for people to pick up back to the core of it. But at the same time, you know, if someone, um, we try to be abstract enough about it to where also if you don't want to meditate or you don't know anything about it, you still can just enjoy the music for what it is because that's my practice. But, you know, I wouldn't want to want to force that on anyone listening to the whole thing. But um, it is interesting opening up a bit more about my own spiritual path and sort of the backbone with it in, in Glitch Mob through this process and just in general is that people are really quite ready for that and much more than I would have thought. And I mean, a lot of people will write and, and have done um, have done work on their own or even apps like Headspace, which are sort of mass mass access meditation apps people are really ready for the whole thing and um there's a lot of really big big podcasts out there like tim ferris show and stuff like that where people are really talking about this the whole the spiritual practice i mean i just listened to um you know he has got millions and millions of downloads and that he had jack cornfield on there recently which was such an incredible episode so people are really ready for the the merger of these two things and for me i think that you know um on one level, music can be a, a carrier of a message of this stuff, or maybe it's not, maybe it's just fun. And that's also really powerful too. So I try to do all of those things where if it's just, it just sounds pretty and you have a, it makes your car drive a little bit better to work. That's great. Or if you actually un, unfold the layers over time and go deeper, then that's there too. Right. So you just do your thing and then hopefully something comes out of it, but there's really no expectations. Just, you're just being 100%. in the moment. Yeah. I yep. love that. And and I know that um, you told me before when Ramdas asked you what you do with your music. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about that when you yeah, were in that was, Yeah, that was a really, that was a, a, a really eye-opening moment and a, a cool part of the conversation. So he had asked me, and, and that day he was actually, the, the day before I was supposed to meet him and he had a fever. Um, and so I was a Sunday evening and I was leaving the following day and Monday he was, he was going to see me, which I thought was, was just so awesome. The fact that his cat was ill and he had a fever, but still here, here he was talking to me. 
And one of the first things I said was, he's like, oh, tell me about your music. And I said, um, I, I wanted to explain the bigger picture sort of behind the scenes spiritual vibe that I have with the music. And we take, uh, what I said is that we take the love that we experience from people and we send it back out as music. So we get, a, there's a lot of people have the tattoo of our logo. People have write us a lot of stories. We have a lot of fans that are in the military that'll write us and say that um, they, they listen to our music to get through the day or people who are at work. So, you know, we, we receive this and then we metabolize it and send it back out as music. And uh, that's sort of more or less what I said. And he said, ah, you see that? That's, that's your ego, which is taking something and then sending it back out. You know, your, your soul really just is that love and there's really nothing to do there. And um, I was just, <laughs> it was a really great moment because there's always, every on the whole conversation was always finding a way back into the sense of unconditional love and to the heart. Because even in the moment of feeling like I have to do things, um, that lens has actually been quite helpful since then after that conversation, just coming back and not really feeling like I'm here metabolizing this thing and processing it like an engine i'm just being this thing and then it's much more effortless mm, beautiful right on i mean that's something for all of us to work towards obviously because we're human and we think we're doing stuff yeah. um, right. that just reminds me i had a we had krishnadas and i a mentor from our days with maharaji in india named kc tuari we're actually doing a film about him he's he was the greatest human being i ever met not counting Maharaji couldn't kind of count as that you know he was more I don't know what you would call it but if you could ever be with somebody where you absolutely knew there was nobody in there no I no me 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 I mean you know it's staggering but uh, it's Casey, just consciousness yeah it's like it was crazy but KC was just incredible and he was like there was an old comic book back in the in our day late 60s early 70s uh, R. Crumb actually did it. He's a famous uh, cartoonist. Mm -hmm. And he had one cartoon called Mr. Natural, where Mr. Natural was going around making sure everyone was being here now. And he was incredible. <laughs> and this Tuari, Casey Tuari, was like Mr. Natural. He was an accomplished yogi, yet he was a, a school teacher, uh, head of a school, a boys' school. And... Uh, He'd be up at four o'clock in the morning, beseeching the gods, Yeshiva and the mother, and they would come down because he had that kind of relationship. I never saw anything like it. I mean, he enjoyed doing that like we enjoy going to Hagendas. I mean, you know, it was wow. it was a completely different experience. And anyhow, he used to say over and over, "My boy, if you think you are doing it, you are lost." We did. The Mind Rolling Podcast, it was probably now at least a year and a half ago. It had to have been because I was in Maui with Ramdas recording him in June. It was June last year. So just about a year ago, a little over a year ago. And you and I just got to know each other on the podcast. And through that, I think it allowed me to have the courage really to, to I had this idea. And you went to India and I was like, I, I was talking to Tim my manager, and I said, you know, I really want to present this idea to Raghu, and I think I'm going to wait till he gets back, and I just feel really strongly that this could work. This could really work as a way of bringing Ram Dass's voice to life, and 
to your credit, thank God, I think it was also good timing. I mean, I, I did believe that I was the guy for the job, but I also thought it seemed like it was the right time, right place kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. And, um, also, uh, we had done this thing with Justin Beretta of Glitch Mob, where he took yeah. a Ramdas meditation from actually from just it was a long time back. This particular meditation that Ramdas did in 1973, uh, just uh, after he had uh, after Inkarali Baba had left. So um, we had a precedent that I thought was worthy of uh, being more open to because Justin did a, a fabulous job. But that's when I said to you, yeah, we'll give you a bunch of material and you can go through it. And, and, this, and what did you say? I, I sort of uh, graciously was, uh, tried to convince you that going to Ramdas and recording more recordings, which sounds absurd, because how many, how many hours of Ramdas speaking is recorded that you guys have in the archive? It's so many gigabytes that we couldn't count them. It's so I, I heard it was like 50,000 hours from Rita or something like that. I mean, yeah. some insane number. That might be a little high, but you know, it's an <laughs> insane number. Yeah, because they recorded everything over you know, these 40-odd years. Yeah, and so I know I knew it was a crazy ask in a way. And, but I also, here's why I asked it. Because one... All the field recordings, and I think of like recording people talking as a field recording. It's like a, you know, I, all the ones I've used in my music have been ones that I've recorded. And what's special about this, it feels like these are the colors I'm given to paint with. This is like what the universe is giving me to work with. And then I can just, that's it. And so I thought it'd be beautiful if not only could we have Ramda sort of choose what he wants to talk about that's relevant to today and now and capture him from this place of, of cumulative wisdom. But also uh, it just felt right. You know, it, it felt like giving it over to Maharaji too. It just at the time, I don't even think I was fully aware of, but kind of saying, I need to let this flow kind of through me where I'm just sort of an orchestrator mm. as opposed to me going through an archive and choosing all the things, all the little sound bites. That's, that's too much of my own decision in a sense. I wanted to hand it over to something larger than myself. And in turn, what was cool about it, I think the story of this record now very much is that it's Ram Dass uh, today. And it's you, when, I, when people hear the songs, when I hear the songs, especially people who've never heard of Ram Dass, they hear a voice of wisdom and the wisdom is just seeping through mm -hmm. uh, the character of his voice. And obviously the, the words, so masterful. I mean, look, one thing that was really interesting, Raghu, is that using the music to work with Ramdas recordings now, suddenly the pauses and the spaces in his speech become an asset. Mm. And, and, all this, and because of that, you know, now his, his little phrases, you fit them in rhythmically to the music. You're not rearranging them. You're just putting them in the rhythm. He comes to life. He comes to life. And it's like, what? it's such a great use of technology, this one being music, uh, to transmit this, this guy's work. Because, you know, we'd sit there, as you know, and he would say, I would ask a question, and he'd go for like half an hour. Mm. And my brain's trying to just stay on the ground and follow and think, and I'm thinking about other things, and I'll come back, and yada, yada. And then I'd put it all together, and it was like one minute with this perfect arc, a beautiful mm. opener, 
a tagline, a little bit of humor, poetry all over the place. And I was like, this guy is, a, is beyond a master. And he's fully awake going on. <laughs> you know, he's fully present on, on what he wants to say here. But once we put it inside the music, it's, you, it, he's just there. Mm. He's just there. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. But you know what? We're talking about stuff that we can, we need to hear a little bit of this. Okay? <laughs> yeah, why, why describe it? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but uh, what you said is so, it's profound and true. Um, okay, so like I used to have a radio show way back when. It's how I met Ramdas. People who listen to Mind Rolling, if they listen to the first couple of episodes, uh, they will hear that story. Uh, but um, it was a freeform radio station, which meant it's kind of like what KCRW Morning Becomes Eclectic is to some yeah. degree, although nowhere near. I mean, we were Hendrix to Coltrane to, you know, you know uh, instrumental um, jazz. I, I mean, we really ran the game, whatever you were feeling. So this is what I'm feeling. Okay. Uh, and so the first song on our playlist is, <laughs> yeah, is called mind karma so uh let, let's listen to mind karma and then uh, you'll uh, fill us in and, and what okay. that meant to you and how it's coming how it did come featuring in. trevor hall on this guy it's the one singing in the background. oh yes yeah and he's our our brother trevor yeah. absolutely okay so here you go mind karma Our karma is our mind. And the mind stands in the way. Shiva. 
is our mind. And I'm with, I mean, I tell Trevor Hall, okay, but he's not Trevor Hall to me. I'm sorry. Maybe, uh, are, am I going to be diverge, divulging secrets? No, there's no secrets. There's no what secrets, secrets right? do I have? Nothing. I don't, I don't have any secrets. Uh, Ram Priya is Ram Priya. So, yeah. beloved of Ram, and Ram is that divine presence that's uh. within everybody and is without everybody. It's just here. So, uh, and my name, Raghu, is really a nickname. My whole, and I've never said this before on the podcast. I'm going to hear about <laughs> I'm this. I'm bringing it out of yeah, you. It's Raghvindra Das, which Vindra means Lord. Uh-huh. And Raghu, Rag is Raghu. Lord of Rag. And it's Raghu is the, uh, the race of the sun. And mm. it means servant of Ram. Ram Priya so is beloved of Ram. Yeah. So basically what you're trying to say is I'm... Beloved to you. That's it. I knew okay. there was a point I, to this. I just wanted to simplify it. Yeah. Uh, I am your beloved. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and that's the only way I think of it. And, and you know, <laughs> listen, Trevor's been here before, but it's been a while, they mm. told me. Yeah. Uh, a long couple time. of years. And yeah. um, so I guess just to refresh, so you get an idea of yeah. how this all happened, uh, Trevor, Rampria, yeah. and my brother Sam. My father had a kid like way late in life and they went to school in California together, a special Mm. arts school. 
and they got to be friendly and they're both interested in music and doing music and art and so on. So uh, I'm, I'm doing a quick version of, of this, okay? So you can correct me anytime. But, no, you're good. But you went in and out of his room and there was a big picture there of this older man. He knew that his father was an older man, so it makes sense, or grandfather. Yeah. And he, no, you knew that his father was older. So you yeah, said yeah, to, I think it did. But every time you looked by it, it was, you know, wow, that's yeah. something interesting. And you said, yeah. hey, that's your dad, right, Sam? And Sam went, yeah. what? No, that's nothing to do with my dad. That's my our family guru. And right. that was the beginning of the end, I would call it. The beginning of like that uh, was the, the door just that, opened. That was walking through the door, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. of course then I met him because of my brother, Metra. Mm. And then uh, that's been quite... A while ago. <laughs> that was a I've while known you ago. Since you were what, 18 or something, right? Probably, definitely. Not, yeah, definitely. definitely maybe 18. even 17. I was, maybe even, I was going to yeah. say, maybe even 17. Yeah. 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 So it's been yeah. a long time. And, uh, yeah. and we, uh, we share that great love of music, and I share a great yeah. love of, uh, of, of what transmits through you. I'll tell you that. So uh, uh, anybody who doesn't know, uh, will be plenty of links up there. And, you know what? Wait. So the a little bit of a premise here before we even talk about anything, because if, mm. if I'm going to be talking to an artist and a musician and people don't know who that is, they're missing everything because the soul of, of, of what is there so prominently in what you so transparently in what you do. Mm. And, uh, and I want, so Trevor has a, a, a song called My Own. It's one of the songs that was is being uh, that was part of our Soul Ramdas Soulland music series, and he did an acoustic version of it, and which is really special, and, and it's live, so it's a it's a wonderful live thing. Yeah, and it was but, record. It was in the in the living room of my wife's parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You were traveling yeah. at the time, so yeah. it's yeah, it can happen anywhere. So, yeah. uh, but what it expresses. Uh, and uh, I'll get you to explain it out a little bit because it's really For part. Sure. I, I'm going to surprise you with something I found that I think you'll enjoy that oh, relates good. to this song in particular. Absolutely oh, does. So oh, we're, uh, we're going to play my own. This is, and this will be on the new compilation from Soul Land Records, brought to you by Love Serve Remember Foundation. And there's 10 or 11 or 12 tracks on it that represent what we did last fall. And of course, uh, Rampriya, Trevor Hall will be one of them. Krishna Das and uh, onward and forward from there. You know, plenty mm. of wonderful, wonderful music. Uh, so here is a track from the album, My Own, Trevor Hall. I don't want you to be a stranger. I just want to call you my own. My own. I don't want you to be a stranger I want to be tied to your soul Your soul When you call, I come running I tell you I waste no time I will meet you in the sacred on the borders of the mind No more building up these 
Okay, now you got to say, okay, get the crux of what, how my own came to be. And yeah. I, I know, uh, since I do know, I want to hear from you. Yeah, um, this song in, in particular was really greatly inspired by the words of Sri Sharda Devi, who uh, was affectionately referred to as the Holy Mother. And she was the wife of a great Bengali mystic, Indian mystic named Sri Ramakrishna. Um, and um, she's, you know, a huge influence on my life and, and this and that. And um, one of the things that she said and uh, instructed, I guess, in, in one's relationship towards spirit or the divine is, is that that um, thing right? That space, that per, whatever you want to call it is, that thing is there, one's I very call own. It. That thing, <laughs> yeah, that, that thing, thing there. there. Yeah. I just pray to that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that, that, it, that yeah. it's one's very own, you know, and she stressed this point more than once um, that um, to be one's very own is the most intimate, intimate, intimate of relationships. And this, I think when we refer to God or these big ideas of the great spirit, it, it sometimes feels quite far away. You know, it feels like this gigantic kind of thing. Um, and so th it was really radical for me uh, to hear this from her and, and not only just hearing it from her, but also just the way she, you can just the way she explained it, the way she put it forth, this idea of one's very own to mm. be one's very own. Um, just such love and and um motherly just you know power mm -hmm. um and um and she would also kind of instruct a lot of her you know disciples and devotees to pray in this way like you know to 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 pray to be one's very own and like this mm -hmm. um and when i heard this you know i of of course it was so beautiful, but I also felt so f like, Oh, well, I don't know if I feel that exactly. I, I, I want that. You know, I want to, I want to be, you know, one's very own like this. And I want you to be my very own, you know? So that song was just kind of created in that spirit of longing. Um, and this longing is kind of the, um, you know, one of the magic elements I think in spiritual life, you know, it's something that's uh, a lot of emphasis is put upon that longing um, in the tradition of Sarada Devi and, and Thakur. So, um, yeah, it was really greatly inspired by her. And, um, and um, it's something that I think about, you know, all the time. And I think all of us do, do experience 
um, that feeling with different relationships, different uh, kind of almost reflections, you know, like in, in our human relationships and this, but to feel that with, you know, something that we don't necessarily see or, I don't know, talk to directly to, to have that intimacy with that thing <laughs> is, is I think just so incredible. And um, so, yeah, it was just kind of really birthed from that, her words. Yeah. I have yeah. one more poem for you. Uh, oh yeah. And, uh, from uh, Lord of the, from uh, Basavana is the saint who wrote these poems. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, and then um we're going to play a kirtan that you did hey, very years nice. ago to Mother, which is a, is something beloved to me personally. Uh, and uh, but we're going to so we're, I'm going to read the poem and then we, this is a little uh, TMO uh, TMI. But uh, we're going to then uh, say goodbye and then we're going to everybody listening out there hang in. And listen, mm-hmm. and just uh, have this—the beauty of this uh, wonderful uh, track from from Trevor from Ram Priya. Mm-hmm. This is Ram Priya. Trevor was doing something else that day. Uh, <laughs> True that. Uh, all right, here it is. Can there be devotion in words and more words? Can there be devotion unless the body is spent, unless the heart is spent? Unless the wealth is spent, the Lord of the Meeting Rivers plays tricks with you until your bones stick out. Can there be devotion unless you stand his play? Can there? Gosh. That, to me, is like the highest poem I've read. Oh, my gosh. I I hadn't read this book in a long time. And I went through because I wanted to share some of this with you in that one. Oh, my God. That's the be-all, end-all. Hey, thank you so much. Oh, this was just so good. I just, I missed you so much. I know, I know. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I missed you. So thanks so much for having me. It's always such a a pleasure. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and... uh Everybody, of course, you'll get linked up to the record and uh, the wow. songs and uh, be able to look at the tour schedule so you can say hi to uh, yeah, please when do. he's out there. And yeah. uh, we will be back next week. This is Raghu from Mind Rolling on Be Here Now Network. Go to BeHereNowNetwork.com. By the way, Rampriya, guess who we now have on the network? Alan Watts. No way. Yeah. That's His son, awesome. Mark, and we put something together that he's oh, introducing so cool. talks that haven't been around for like 40 years. Oh, that's just so, you guys are just crushing it. Yeah, so we're really, really that's happy. That's wonderful. That, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. And everybody look out for the, go uh, to ramdas.org and beherenownetwork.com and put your email in so you can get notifications and particularly about this compilation that's coming out, the Soul Land compilation. Uh, with uh, Rampriya, Trevor on it, and a bunch of other wonderful, wonderful people. So uh, thank you again, and we'll see you yeah, next Yeah, thank you so week. much. Ram, Ram.
Sitara 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 Jaya Jaya Sitara 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 Jaya Jaya Sitara 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 Jaya Jaya Sitara 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 Jaya Jaya Sitara 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 Jaya Jaya Sitara Sitara, 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 Sitara,
Ooh.